Hi, friends, it's Vin Scully. It's time for Dr. Clapper. In sports, there's winning and losing and getting injured. That's why there's Dr. Clapper. Dr. Clapper is the former head of orthopedic surgery at Cedar sinai The Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper, presented by Cedars-Sinai. Hey, Dr. Clapper. How are you? Saturday mornings from 7 to 9. Silence is golden when you can't think of a good answer. <laughs> yes, Doc, I love your show. Now, here he is, Dr. Robert Clapper. Good morning, Los Angeles. And welcome to another edition of the Weekend Warrior Show. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Clapper. I'm an orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai. 32 years and counting. What a busy week I had. Fascinating cases. Can't wait to share some of them with you. One of the patients this week still blows my mind. But I did knee surgery on this very lovely woman who had a heart transplant. Can you imagine? I'm opening up someone's knee and the blood that's flowing to that joint is being pumped by the heart that came from another human being who's dead. Just wrap your head around that idea. It's a miracle. And it's a real miracle to actually see a heart transplant, which I was very fortunate to do when I was still in medical school. This has got to be 1980, so 45 years ago, I was scrubbed into a heart transplant. Now it's like so routine. Oh, yeah, go get your knee replaced. Thank you. Awesome stuff. And yesterday was particularly fascinating. I was in surgery all day. Interesting cases. The materials that we use... You know, you have an iPhone 12, an iPhone 10, whatever. But there was an iPhone 1. Well, the same thing is true for the implants that we use. These joints, hip, knee, shoulder replacements, implants, I see them. They had it done 20 years ago. It's an, it's an iPhone 1. And I've got to figure out how to upgrade it to an iPhone 12. That's inside a living, breathing person. Fascinating challenges in every decision you got to make as a surgeon has to be perfect. Whether I play soundbite number one or number seven here on the radio, to be honest with you, it doesn't really matter. Up, oh, Steve Paulette, we played the wrong soundbite. Okay, good. We'll go to the next one. You can't do that as a surgeon. Every decision you make has to be perfect. So the stress is something interesting. Nobody ever talks to you about the stress, but more and more of my peers, they're retiring. They tell me, Robbie, I'm just burnt out. Really? Why would you be burnt out? This is the coolest thing to do. Because you have to have a way of work-life balance. Not everybody has that. And I guess I'm lucky. Maybe I'm too stupid. I don't know. I just feel so blessed to get up every day to be able to live the life. Some of the strength, though, that I will tell you, and you hear me talk about my mom and my dad, and you hear me talk about the history of my life and who was important to me as a mentor, Steve Sable and NFL films teaching me that taking professional football and slowing down the speed and playing opera as the music behind it or creating for the Oakland Raiders a poem called The Autumn Wind. This guy changed my life. I've never met him, but he taught me how to connect those dots of art and sports. 
I think back on heroes in my life, people who I'll never meet, they're dead now, that I can't thank them enough because they triggered memories during these key points in my life. So today's topic, and at 8.15, our guest calling in is going to be Ted Sobel, who wrote a book about reminiscing, basically, in his life. And it made me think all week, what's the value in thinking back, not only on your grandparents, your parents, if you're lucky enough to have had them and met them, but people from the past. How much value is there in reminiscing and remembering so that you can live in the moment and live in the present? I'm not even talking about thinking about tomorrow and the future. I want to talk today about the value of reminiscing. And in the world of art and the world of sports, I thought all week about it. And the greatest in my lifetime in the world of art who used his past so well to create a wonderful life that inspired me was Groucho Marx. Groucho Marx was born with all these crazy brothers. Groucho Marx, get a load of this. You know when he was born? In 1890. You're going to hear sound bites from an interview in 1969 with Dick Cavett. Um, the man talking was born in the 1800s. Can you imagine? My father was born in 1915. You know what that means? That the guy you're listening to right now, me, my grandfather, was born in the 1800s. Chew on that one for a while. But Groucho Marx uses, in his world of comedy and making films, as the Marx Brothers, he uses the past so well. There's so much value in his reminiscing. And in sports, ah, this man made such a big deal in my life, a difference. He's the most beloved sportscaster for college football that there'll ever be, and certainly in my lifetime. And he, he's from the South, but he lived his most of his life here in Sherman Oaks. It was Keith Jackson, who three years ago passed away. But wait till you listen to how he used and found value in reminiscing about his own personal life. Remember he used to say, whoa, Nelly? He learned that from his great-grandfather and brought it to his world, but also talking about tradition. When he'd talk about the University of Michigan Stadium, he'd call it the Big House, or he'd call the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all. Wait till you hear the sound bites of how important and value he gave to reminiscing. But first,